0: evening, everybody. This is Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast with your host, Huge Pop. Next to me is Sin, and on the bottom, the one, the only, John Cass. What's going on, Big Mr. No Show?
1: That's absolutely right. How are you doing tonight, guys? Good. Hey, Cass. (laughs) Doing
2: great, man. I'm feeling great. Uh, I almost, uh, uh, I almost like did something to my knee. I almost injured myself last night.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: You tell us, tell us what happened, man.
2: All right. So we did a double team move on a rumble match. Well, before I get into that, I'd like to say that I made my, my big comeback last night. I entered, uh, a battle Royal and, uh, I happened to see a former teammate of mine from uh from a place up in the North point. If you catch my drift yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, we did a, did, did a, did a double team move on, on somebody uh, yesterday. And then as soon as we took care of him and got him out of the way, there's uh somebody already coming out in the ring at number, I think number 12 or 13 or something like that. Um, and this, this is a big guy. I think his name is Jimmy Jack Daniels. Correct. Yeah. And um, I was like, I had no idea what to do or how to handle that situation. So what do I do? What, what, I, what Johnny cast does best. I work with people. So I immediately went to sin and I'm like, dude, we got to take care of this issue right now. We got this. We can do it. Everybody went in on him, tried to start beating on him. And as soon as I fucking almost get in, like I, I, did something or placed my foot somewhere, uh, like in the way of my, I don't know. In the, I shifted my weight somehow, and then it felt like I tore something in my knee, and it was, it was painful, but it wasn't like I didn't twist it or anything like that. But I felt something, and I instantly dropped.
0: Nice,
2: but um, it, it just lasted probably for like five or ten minutes, and then after that, I was fine.
0: How'd you, how'd you fare out on that uh bro that, that the battle royal
2: uh i i was i I didn't win it uh which is fine with me um but i I believe I gave it all that I could for that for that night
0: so we got a fan of yours here so I'm gonna ask you uh, was the did you get a lot of fan pops
2: uh, hold on a second what's that
0: did you get a lot of fan pops a lot did you get a big pop out there when you when they when you came through the um the curtain I did that's awesome, man. So here, Gina says, hey, Johnny, Scott, and Sin.
2: Hey, what's um, up, Gina?
0: So, Gina, we have a new song for Johnny. Just a second, I'll let you hear it. It's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. John, it's our new person. Mr. No Show is.
1: But we can see him
0: now. We can see him, though. I know we have this, but no, <laughs> seriously. Uh, welcome back to the show, man. I missed you. Um, I'm, I, I watch you on a uh, Facebook and you got these cryptic messages and uh, I got to ask you, man, you got, you talk about this gaming belt, gaming championship, you know, intertwined it with a friend of yours. So talk to us about that friend.
2: Uh, are you talking about the street fighter guy? Yes, sir. Uh, okay. So the story behind that is it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing. Um, so about two weeks ago, I uh, I was working on a truck, and we were supposed to be working on specific trucks. So I had a question, and I went to go talk to my f- shop foreman about it. He was he was uh, assisting uh, the one of the new drivers that just got hired. So I overheard him say that he was in Japan for the last thirty eight to forty years, and he uh, just got back to the states uh something to do with investing into uh cryptocurrency i believe or something of the sort and uh i was like oh well i had a couple of friends that were in japan as well who did some work for capcom back in the 90s on a game called resident evil these guys were uh, am or fmv actors fmv stands for full motion video um back in the day that's what they called it and implemented in video games as well um and he looked at me and smirked and kind of chuckled a little bit and was like, Well, that's funny because back in the nineteen ninety-three I did some work for Capcom on a game called Street Fighter II Turbo. I was <laughs> the first guile. And oh. I was like, What? <laughs> he was like, Yeah. So he pulled his phone out and he was showing me the videos of his commercials that he did um of uh, Street Fighter II Turbo, and then he like showed me all these like different never before seen rare Street Fighter 2 pictures of himself dressed up as a guile. And that's what I've been kind of sharing on Facebook as well. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing working here, man? You should be going to conventions and having uh panels there and signing autographs and stuff. Like they they'll pay you for that. And he was like, oh well I didn't even know that was a thing here in the States. And I'm like, yeah. It's like I, I I know people uh, that, are, that run some of this stuff and I can help you out. So we exchanged phone numbers and right now I'm currently working with him on getting him set up and back out into the gaming community for him to be recognized for the work that he's done, not only for Capcom, but for uh, being a part of the Street Fighter history as uh, the first ever Capcom hired a live action actor who played Guile. And that's, that's history.
0: That, that is history. That is history, man. So yeah. you need to do some work and get him on the show with us on a Sunday night. That'd be epic, man.
2: Yeah. Uh, it, it just depends on what his schedule is like. Uh, I'll, I will mention it to him. Um, okay. He's also mentioned as well that he would absolutely love to uh, do something uh, on the wrestling side of things too. Um, so I'm trying to make that work for him as well.
0: Okay, so now that I got you guys, we're just talking about um. Eventually, we'll get to SmackDown and stuff like that, but um, let's focus on uh what you guys did this weekend and um, your career sin and um where things are going with Johnny Cass and um. I think I talked to you a little bit last night, sin about um, you know, you're not doing as much in the ring. So, what does the rest of 2023 look like? Is this uh, like uh, sins? Um, I don't want to say farewell, but it just sins like hey, I stepping away or. Are you going to be in the back? What's the plan for Sin going forward?
1: Well, for sure, I, I, I don't necessarily see myself staying with the in-ring stuff more than probably, I'd say, a year, you know, more. I, I think I'll wind it up before then. But, I mean, I, I've run sound at shows. I uh, I would like to do commentating over matches. That's yeah. something I'd really like to do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I would even love to get into the managing of wrestlers. So, uh, yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's so many avenues that I'd be willing to continue working in the business under Okay. and being on the show is part of it. You know, I love yeah. what we do here. So awesome. Awesome. So cast.
0: So 2023 outlook, you've changed, you've put out some massive videos. You, um, did some promo cutting and those are, I gotta say, those are some good promos. So what's this 2023 look like for Johnny Cass?
2: Um, right now I'm in talks with doing some other wrestling stuff, uh, with people, uh, especially MCW. Um, I feel like MCW is a lot more, uh, focused on, um, letting, letting a lot more people show what they can do and, uh, prove themselves as well. And that's one of the things that really draws me to that. Um, um, I'm trying to tr- uh, get myself out there a little bit more too as well as uh going to the gym every single day for at least 2 hours working out um and getting myself in better shape of uh, and pre- just getting more bookings and anywhere I can get them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing for me too. Uh I'm I'm definitely up to the gym time on Monday and uh I just uh like I said if I'm going into a final stretch as you said, uh, I want to be in the best shape possible for it and really be able to put on some of my better matches before uh, it's all said and done.
0: That's awesome, guys. That's awesome. So another, uh, while I was preparing for waiting for you guys to come
1: on here, I was um, thinking to myself,
0: MCW, you said it well, Johnny. You said it, um, MC, uh, MCW allows wrestlers to come in and get a start and, you know, push them up. So, I mean you guys have small crowds and big crowds, but whether the venue is, however it's advertised, whatever, whatever. So how do you wrestlers prepare for the difference of, so we've had KO on and we've had Nasty Nick on, you know, they talk about going to NWA and they talk, they do their thing at MCW. How do you guys like, I mean, you, and I'm sure, Sin, you've been around where there's big shows and small shows. Yeah. How do you guys prepare is it any different preparing for a NWA television audience compared to a, MCW that's starting out. I mean, I'm sure that once this is only your second show. So as the word gets out about MCW, I'm sure the crowds will grow. The, the, the attraction will grow. So how do wrestlers like you, you and Johnny Cass, prepare? Is it different or is it the
1: same? It's, they're all exciting for me. Um, I won't speak for Johnny, but for me, I've, uh, he's wrestled at convention. So I know he's wrestled in front of big crowds. I've wrestled at Comic-Con you know, in front of thousands. Um, And I mean, really, you just go out there and you give them the best show you can. Um, It's a little less intimate with the bigger crowd. You know, you try to play it up to them and get everything to them, but it's not quite as intimate. Um, I feel like, you know, uh, last night we had a a packed house, you know, for where the venue we were at, but it was still, it felt more intimate. You know what I mean? I think you change up what you do a little bit with crowd reactions depending if you're a good guy, bad guy based Mm -hmm. on the size of the crowds a little Mm -hmm. bit to a point. But other than that I don't prepare any different. I want to look just as good in front of 10 people as I do in front of you know 5,000 people. Okay.
0: Pass?
2: Yeah, I mean uh, I guess the difference would be as like if if you're getting a a shot at doing something with a bigger company. Um, I mean, I think it would, I can't speak from experience, but from the, the, uh, I want to say the closest I've come to that was, uh, wrestling for the Midwest gaming classic in Milwaukee, um, where they have at least, I think, I think they have like 15, 20, maybe 25,000 people there, but not everybody's there to watch the wrestling show, but you'll have like, a like three to five hundred people like at, there for the wrestling and then like ongoers like come on and watch it too. Um right. but I feel like it's kind of the same yeah. if if that makes a sense. I mean of course you're gonna get nervous, you're gonna get the jitters or whatever, but once you pass through that curtain, it's like John Pike mode off, Johnny Cass mode on. And it's like you're in you're full on 110% character and you're just focusing on doing your thing wrestling and inter- being entertaining um interacting with the crowd as much as you can uh whether it is you're a face or a heel it doesn't matter um giving everybody a good time
1: okay, now that same click like when i hear my music mm-hmm. right before i go through the curtain i'm just bam you change just the thing right. comes over yeah
0: right I'm not, I'm not trying to sound like a negative person towards MCW or the smaller things. I'm just asking, like, um, do na- like the guys like Nasty Nick and like um Toa and I know there's Hammerstein and there's I mean I mean name big names. There's um Matt Cardona. so Heath shows up that's a smaller venues too. There's do, do you th- do you feel those guys prepare any different for the big shows compared to these small shows? Do they use these as this rehearsal shows or how do they run? Or do, do you guys talk to these guys in the back? I don't.
1: Uh, my experience has been great with a lot of names I've worked with. Okay. Uh, Bob right. Orton, fantastic guy. Al Snow, fantastic guy. Billy Gunn. Um, you know, Billy. Right now, even is still famous. You know, it's big as ever. Yeah. And uh, when he came in, boy, his interaction with the crowd. I think we might have had five hundred people there. Wow. But boy, he won to. You know, touch hands with every single fan if he could. You know, and he was super pumped. And uh, I think most of the names that I've worked with have a very positive attitude and really look forward. They like working in front of smaller crowds.
0: Okay. Because I know coming up in October, um, there's two shows in Panama City Beach, Florida, XIW Extreme Impact Wrestling. And they're bringing one of Johnny Cash's heroes into the show, Austin Aries. He signed a he signed a year contract with the Xiw, so that means um, from October to next October, there's a storyline there. So I don't know the storyline; they won't tell me, which is cool. I'm all right with that, but I'm just asking because I wonder how those guys. I was just curious how those guys prepared compared to what they smaller shows to bigger shows. So,
2: and um, when met? I worked,
0: go ahead. Sorry.
2: All right. Um, I didn't w- w- do any work in in-ring work with uh, Wes Briscoe or Mike Bennett, but I did talk to them backstage at a, at one of the shows uh, that I worked uh, for when I was in school. And uh, they pretty much said it's, it's not really different from because you don't view a, s- a small show, any, any more or less than a big show. Cause whether there's like one person out in the crowd or a thousand or ten thousand, you gotta you gotta have that mindset you have to, like it's your how did he say it a re, like you have to wrestle every match like it's your wrestlemania match yeah. and that's the only way to like kind of mentally put yourself in that position to where you can get better every single time
0: yeah well sin mentioned bob orton so keep this in your prayers or whatever that uh i'm working i'm talking with herb simmons the owner and promoter of SICW, which is, he does, he puts on TV shows on YouTube and check them out. They do old school feel like, I mean, the announcers are like Jesse Ventura in front of the ring and not talking to the wrestlers, you know? Yeah. Anyways. Um, he mentioned that, um, he his the, the run, the guy that runs the training studio for SICW is Bob Orton, um, senior. Yeah. And, uh, he said that he's going to work with him. He's going to talk to him like this week or next. And, um, Herb himself will come back on the show with Bob Orton to come on a huge pop wrestling podcast. So I'm hoping I'm I'm praying for that. That'll work. I'll, I'll work out. So that'd be Bob, cool.
1: Bob is fantastic. I would love to be on the show with Bob. I'd oh, love to, I'd awesome. love to yeah. see him on here. Yeah,
2: so, yeah. I've uh, done a, I've done a seminar with Bob as well. Yeah, he's great.
1: Awesome man.
0: So, well, we talked about that. I, I started. I, I had to. I, a reason why I asked Sin that uh, question about the end of the road, maybe
1: close okay. closer
0: because let's talk about edge. Yeah, um, the edge, end of
1: SmackDown.
0: End of SmackDown. Um, you know, last year, the year ago, last year ago, uh, last night's date, he was in Toronto. They went off air. I can remember I watched it on YouTube. He went off air, he said. This might be the end of the road, but I guarantee you I'll be here one more time. Uh, the opportunity came, he Toronto last night, and Edge's twenty fifth year, I believe, in the in the in the business in WWE. In WWE, you know, so it was it. Um, what are some of your fondest memories of Edge?
1: Uh, I'm an ENC and C nut. Uh, I, I loved Edge and Christian together. Uh, you could tell they were real childhood friends by the way they just went out there and just had fun yeah. you know and I mean they're both extremely competent in the ring uh, they were great working together and then when just to see them the way they played off each other the way they acted you just genuinely tell they they were those two you know 12 13 year old boys that got together and talked about wrestling and made it yeah yeah, those, yeah, so no, that no, that's no. probably my overall the Brood E and C Brood, brood yeah. Stuff. How about you, Cash? Damon
2: Striker. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, it was uh, <laughs> the best moments that I that will live with me forever. When it comes to Edge, is uh, I want to say the Brood. Yeah, because that's when when it really stuck out when he really stuck out to me is like when he. Was with when it was just him and Grant Gangrel at first, and then they introduced Christian like later on. That was awesome, right? Yeah, they introduced him as Edge's little brother.
1: Yeah, Yeah. they actually started a mini feud between Edge and Gangrel over it originally because like he had gained control of his younger brother, and then Edge eventually joined him. And then, yeah, good stuff.
0: Thanks, Oscar. I appreciate your compliments and comments. keep on going. So what's up, bud? I uh, I loved Edge and Christian. They were like fantastic. Um, really great tag team matches. You know, all over the all over. But I one of my favorites. And, you know, I I my probably it's gonna, it's, yeah, one of my favorites because it's the deal with one of the, my favorite female wrestlers, Lita. Um, when Edge and Lita had their thing going, and um, that was just great storytelling. It was great you know in the risky era of uh
1: the live uh, sex party yeah, the, the yeah.
0: <laughs> all that crap all that good stuff i mean but that he's just amazing you know and um he's got probably got one of the best spears if not the best spear around I hate to say it roman reigns sorry
1: i'm going to go with rhino on that
0: really okay. <laughs> yeah i like
1: rhino's core okay but all but right. edge does has have, have a really phenomenal spear
0: right and um I know last night man Edge was saying that he is if he couldn't have done if he wouldn't have done it with Sheamus he wouldn't have wanted to do it because that, that relationship that bond, that brotherhood uh that he has has with um with Sheamus is you know so amazing and they they did wonderful work in the that last match that was phenomenal and to see him go out like that with um Beth Beth Phoenix in the crowd and this you know all that stuff that was just it was epic, and uh, to a good career, to be honest,
1: yeah, yeah. And you know, he might become a two time Hall of Famer when uh, when Christian finishes his run in AEW. I could definitely see that tag team getting put in the WWE Hall of Fame.
0: Now, do you think he's gonna go and join a um, Christian in AEW?
2: That's the real question, isn't it? I mean I, there, I, don't it know. I got, I, I got that feeling status? that he's gonna make that jump, man. I, I, I do. I like I'm not real I'm not hundred percent set on it, but I, I feel like that's what's gonna happen.
0: You know, Tony Khan gets a lot of heat. For I heard it say like this. He's a manager with a lot of money playing with um with uh, action figures. Yes. Yeah, I was about to toys. Playing with yeah.
1: toys. He buys a lot of expensive human toys and plays he, with them.
0: He buys a <laughs> lot of... Yes. But is he that dumb? If he went out and got Christian... he That Christian is... A, not Christian, but Edge. Edge is another dude that's going to be in the back of the... In the back. Yeah. Uh, he's just like a Sting. He's just like a Christian. You know? Uh, I'm Kenny Omega. Those guys... He's smart because he's bringing those guys into the business saying, Hey, help these young guys,
1: helps guys like Stark and a lot of those yes. other guys that are just absolutely really getting their early start in TV,
0: right? Absolutely, you know. So, I just wonder, do you see Edge going to over to the other show?
1: You know, when it comes to superstars jumping ship, I, I can't guess anymore. I mean, I mean, at least in the WCW days, you knew there were guys like. Sting that wouldn't leave WCW or, you know, Triple H who you couldn't see leaving WWE. You know, you know, but now just so many guys jump ship to go to All Elite or in case of Cody to go back to
2: WWE. Yeah, I, I can't even guess anymore.
0: Cass?
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same. Like, I I, I I can't really guess on that, but I have that feeling that it's going to happen.
1: It'd like, look, look if- at what
2: happened with Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah. They, yeah. uh they, they I feel like he wasn't being used properly on AEW. And uh, uh, to be honest with you, I hope that uh, him going to NXT uh, kind of just jump starts his career and puts him where he deserves to be. Like, I thought he was a great wrestler. Phenomenal. He could have used some more work. Of course, anybody can. But I, I felt like he, he had potential.
1: If they let him do a little bit of his dad's loose cannon thing to a point, I feel like that wouldn't hurt his career in NXT or WWE. You know, let him use his real name. Let him play a little bit off his dad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I know we're jumping all over the place, but every time I talk about something, another topic comes in my head. So my question (laughs) is how important is brotherhood in wrestling? For you guys.
1: Well, Mike. as an example with just Johnny being on here right now, uh, dude, we saw each other at the venue and uh, right off the bat, Johnny just gave me a big hug and I hugged him back. And, you know, we hadn't seen each other in months. And, you know, it was just like a moment of like, man, it's good to see you.
2: I was like, it's uh, the, the hug, the hug lasted at least like 30 seconds too. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, people. Like, are like, I'm not the gonna mainstream. lie, man. It was great. It was great to see everybody again. Like I felt like I don't know. I've been. It was like four months since April was the last time that I saw everybody.
0: Yeah. You think it's missing on Indies or in the Bigs? I think Brotherhood is missing. You think we should, there should be a lot more?
1: Well, I think you look at the edge, the edge and Sheamus match, and shows right there. There's Brotherhood right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think there might be clicks to a certain point in some lack rooms, but I think there's always a bit of a brotherhood. You know what right. I mean? Even with the new guys coming in, uh, being a guy that's doing it for a while, I try to be friendly to them. You know what I mean? Right. Um, give them any advice that they want to hear and will listen to, you know? Right.
0: Now, you think um, Indies are missing the territory days?
1: Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes uh, like uh, uh, from a personal point of view, from somebody that was in the business when there was only five promotions in Illinois, because it was state regulated. Um, I've heard rumors that they might go back to regulating it. I don't know that that necessarily would be a bad thing. Um, uh, it, you know, it, it leaves, it makes it a little harder on some of the workers, but uh, it, really ups uh just the competitiveness to do that much more on shows you know what i mean yeah absolutely
0: yes
2: uh, i i believe that there that there could be a little bit more but every i believe that every place is different mm-hmm. and uh uh I'll just leave it at that. I'm not really too keen here on uh, how they do stuff in Iowa. That's why I kind of don't really do anything here in Iowa. Um, It's just, there's like that I know of, at least there's about maybe seven or eight different promotions that are uh, uh, mostly not all, but mostly ran by guys who are into wrestling who started out as a wrestler and then like maybe a year or two later decided to go buy a ring and then make their own promotion and branch off. And it just seems like every single year, six months to a year, a new uh, promotion pops up here and uh, at least in Iowa. Yeah. And it's ran by somebody that was either uh, an ex wrestler or somebody that just is a fan of wrestling and wants to be a promoter. I'm not knocking on anybody. Um, I'm not putting any, I'm not like trying to get heat on myself or anything like that. But in my opinion, I'm just being honest. Uh, and I just think that it's happening way too much because you're also the people that are doing that are also like, like booking the same runners over and, over and over. And if you have that happen and if they're a good guy over here, but they want to be a bad guy over there, what, what sense does that make? Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how is the I mean, I get it. Like if you're in a different city or whatever, but then you also got to keep up on your Facebook, on your social media stuff and like letting your fans know, Hey, I'm going to be over here or over there, but this place wants me to be a good guy. And this place wants me to be a bad guy. It, it's just too, I don't know. It's ridiculous. In my opinion, it doesn't make any sense.
0: Right. Right. I get you. So, um, so we're going to dive into SmackDown and, um, that, cause I have a question, but I'm going to save it till the last because it's, um, to just stir the pot time, <laughs> but so SmackDown. The big man, the big match was Edge and uh, Sheamus. The end of Edge's uh, storied career. I kind of get it, but it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth that they left one segment out. Um, and when uh, two Fridays ago, so last Friday, we've seen Jake come in and Jimmy come in, and Ro- Jimmy basically told J- uh, Roman Reigns that they didn't do it for him. You know, don't think Tribal Chief, I did this for you. I did it for me and Jay because he's seen Jay, whatever, turning into the Roman Reigns, blah, blah, blah. Then we've seen Jay superkick Jimmy at the end and saying, I'm out of Raw, I'm out of SmackDown, I'm out of the Bloodline, and I'm out of WWE, Deuces, you mm-hmm. know, he left. And I come back and all we have is a backstage segment with Paul Heyman. I was a ragged-looking
1: Paul Heyman. He didn't shave.
0: Didn't shave. He looked like hell, <laughs> and now he, and he's on that stupid phone. So, I, I understand there might not have been enough time for a, a USO thing, but it almost felt almost felt for a day, for a week, for us Friday that that storyline was paused.
1: I felt the same way. I felt like they did it for Edge.
0: And maybe didn't that's why.
1: That's what it kind of felt like to me. Okay. Um. No. You know I just realized something that you mentioned he was on the phone again. Those of us who remember Paul Heyman from what was it the eighties nineties mm-hmm. he had that giant cell phone that he had used as a weapon yeah. Yeah. Oh, dangerously, yeah, I wonder if he's doing the cell phone thing more now because of that, if yeah, they have any correlation,
0: yeah. So, um but yeah Ed said in an interview here's what I can honestly say and this what, is not isn't gonna is it, this isn't the answer that everybody's going to want I truly don't know he doesn't know until he he said I'll know when that match is over mm-hmm. and I, you could just tell at the end of that match it was he was done I I just felt like he was done he, he even told the crowd at the end Toronto this will be the last time you'll see me in Toronto Oh, I don't know.
1: And supposedly, we saw Ric Flair for the last time at WrestleMania. What? How many years ago was that? Yeah, with Shawn Michaels. Yeah.
2: Michaels. Yeah. Yep.
1: And then after that, he
2: went to TNA.
1: Yep, and he wrestled there, and then he wrestled Jeff Jarrett. What? Just last year, or was that this year? That was. I think it was two
2: years ago, maybe wasn't it? Twenty twenty one.
0: yikes! And that final match, that he looked like dog shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was just recent. that was in the last year, wasn't it? I have, I think last year. I think yeah. so. Oh, uh, I hated
0: I hated that match. I found it I I I uh pirated that match on a on a website to watch it. Worst thing in my life. So It's it's
1: not good when you pirate a match and you feel like you've paid too much for it.
0: <laughs> yes, I did.
1: <laughs>
0: so shut me down, guys. Shut me down. But, no, it's just yeah, so I hope it's not Edge's – man, because he's so awesome, man. I just – memories is just crazy. But he looked good, and he looked good.
1: He's in phenomenal shape. Yeah, that's oh, why like I'm I kind of wondering.
0: Himself. That's why I'm kind of curious. Somehow, is he going to come over to AEW and join forces with Christian? Christian. Well, you know – Let me tell you something, Christian's going to need some help because he's dark <laughs> – He's barking up the wrong tree, I think, with uh, Darby Allen and uh, and Stinger with that big old giant guy named oh, Lucha.
1: Lucha. So. I don't know. Imagine uh, Darby and Sting versus uh C. That could be exciting. It could
0: be. It could be. <laughs> yes, yes. So then we go to Grayson Waller, Mr. Waller. And Waller and a Waller effect. Of course, he does something similar than what I do. So I think he stole it from me. I think he watched the Huge Pop Wrestling podcast too much. Grayson Walla listens to you. If you got balls enough to bring your stupid show to my show, look out coming coming to find me on Huge Pop Wrestling podcast. There you go. Hope you hear it.
1: I remember when you were bad mouthing uh, bad mouthing him. You're like he never wrestles. He's
0: a trash. He's trash. But no, he did exactly what he's. What he's supposed to do, he started trying to start shit between Escobar and Rey Mysterio. I'm gonna
2: grab some of the drink. I'll be right back.
1: So, I I really was wondering if Escobar was gonna turn on him. I don't think (laughs) they're gonna do it, but it did have me thinking about it for a second. You know what I mean? What if?
0: I I think that could. That's possible.
1: Because isn't it kind of in a weird way? Couldn't you see it happening? I could see that because.
0: In a weird way, WWE has a weird way of making short storylines, and that would be a way. I mean, Escobar could he could he start doubting um, Mysterio?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so not kids' neighbors he always Mister No Show. <laughs>
2: That's right.
1: But, <laughs> but no, M N S Mister No Show. Mister No Show.
0: But, um, no, Grayson Waller, he started crap with Escobar, and, um, because you were gone, we were talking about Escobar and, uh, Mysterio, and we were wondering if Escobar would eventually turn on, um, Mysterio. Um,
1: I guess it depends how many LWO shirts you're selling, right?
2: Sure, (laughs) sure. Definitely. Definitely.
1: And, um, one of my least favorite
0: guys, um, Austin Theory got involved in that, and, um, I think he won. I think he beat Ray Mysterio last night for something for the number one. No, he beat
1: LA Knight. LA Knight. LA that, Knight was distracted by the Miz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let me talk to you. You got guy. You got busted open in that match too. You know yeah. he was bleeding. Yeah. Yep.
0: So I'm not sure if I like that because you know he's he won the Battle Royal or whatever that the SummerSlam Battle Royal, whatever, and now he's. Pushed, and then all of a sudden you give him uh Austin Theory, and I would I, I'm I'm excited for LA Night mist That's cool. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be great. But Austin Theory, I'm not excited about. But um, that happened on on it last night. I mean I know, LA Night.
1: But... I got a question for you. Do you agree with them taking the belt off of Austin Theory and putting it on Rey Mysterio? I don't. I, I don't see why they would do it. I, I don't understand the logic. I,
0: I'm okay. I, I this it's this will be a cheap answer. Okay. I'm a Rey Mysterio fan, so I'm okay with Rey Mysterio having the belt. Okay. Um, just, he but he doesn't need the belt. He's he, done. En- he's done enough. Um, I don't know. I can see why they did it if if they're gonna broaden the. Storyline between him and Dominic.
2: Yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to say too.
0: So Dominic has a European title. Mr. Ray has the um, what's that title called?
1: United States.
0: United States title. Will Dominic be two belt Dominic?
1: Will they unite the belts? Because well, they unite the kind belts. of yeah, they took the one belt kind of off the NXT when they gave it right. Uh, so
0: well, so now what we're going to see that match that we want to see. Between Rey Mysterio and Dominic, and be in that final match.
2: That's and- the only reasoning. I could I could see them handing over that U.S. Championship belt to Rey. Is yeah. to building up to that.
1: Yeah. Well, other God, than that, it's probably the hottest heel right now. Right. Yeah. Other than
0: that, I would not. I mean, it would makes it makes sense because he is the hottest heel, <laughs> and it is the storyline between him and his dad still. And it makes the Judgment Day storyline even better. Um, but as far as does Ray need the belt, Oh no. Austin Theory, I think Austin Theory could have still had the belt and been fine. Yeah. But so yes and no. How
1: about that? Well, uh, Dominic's on Judgment Days on Raw, right? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, they would have to do a little crossover thing there. Right. Oh yeah.
0: And they will. They do. Yeah. So um but no uh it was a good show. I mean LA Night.
1: Super pop. Super huge pop. Oh my god. Huge pop.
0: Put the the mic to the audience and it was just over. You know and I had a chance to watch. I didn't realize I did know he was Eli Drake, but I watched him in um, Impact, I think it was. Yeah. An old you, know what?
2: You, you know what? You know what you need to do? You need to have L.A. Knight come on here and have him bring back uh, Fact of Life. Fact,
0: <laughs> fact of Life, huh? Yes. Hey, you know what? We called out Grayson Waller. So, hey, L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Show. yeah. Bring, back, bring back the fact of life.
2: On the huge,
0: huge, pop pop yep. yeah, huge Pop Wrestling Podcast, L.A. Night. Talk to me. <laughs> but uh, um, he's the hottest thing going, I believe. Um, You know, and so that part of the show is good. I, really I, like I think he'll be
1: fine even losing that match, though, because I think they're building him more t- towards a heavyweight title than they're building him to towards a U.S. or intercontinental. Uh, that's what I feel like. Right.
0: You know, they got it. I think, I don't know if WWE is struggling because they got to do something huge, I think, because um, we're on like the, a week or two away from AEW over in London. Yeah. I got to tell you, they they surpassed the largest uh, WrestleMania crowd already. Um, they had like 86,000 tickets sold
1: for London.
0: London, yeah.
1: WWE in one day just sold what 91,000 tickets for WrestleMania. Yes. Yeah, I was just about to say that too.
0: I think they're going to they're I think they're close to beating that um not one day but overall bigger yes. crowd. So
1: Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, wrestling's really in kind of a resurgence now, isn't it? It really seems Yeah, it's
2: been it, it feels like it keeps keeps on building up more and more every day to where it's like like I'll give you an example here. When my return last night, when everybody was while everybody was waiting for it, I'm I last night I shit you not is the most I made in merch sales than I ever have anywhere else. Really, it was last night. Right. And I gotta say, I mean,
0: I'll say this because I was, I was gonna say this topic for last, but um, you when you do those those uh those promos on Facebook. I'm going to give you a, it's a, I'll give you a huge pop, man. I love those. I look forward to that. I say, man, is casting put something out there today, today the day, <laughs> the next day, the next day, because you're telling a story. Yeah. To be honest with you from the beginning to now, you're telling a story and the wonder if people watch on Facebook and they know about MCW and they follow your career. I, I wouldn't doubt that you had some great um, merch sales. On your, on your return. so
2: Right, right. Just yeah, and there was, like, and then the reason why, like, I wanted to lead that up, lead something up to that from last night, it was because I knew there was, like, four other shows here, and, uh, well, maybe, I think, two or three shows here mm. in Iowa, and then, like, two more shows uh, up in Wisconsin where people are familiar with me um, that are on my page, and that's why I threw out those cryptic me- messages, too, because it's, like, okay, there's a lot of shows going on this weekend. What shows are happening? Tell me, (laughs) or tag them. I'm going to be showing up somewhere sometime soon, but I don't know where. So where do you think?
1: (laughs) By the way, I loved seeing you there, dude. I was just happy we were
2: able to do something together in the ring again. Yeah, Yeah, It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, It was... I hugged Jimmy like seven different times <laughs> last night. Like I couldn't like maybe four times before, before the event and then two more times, two or three more times afterwards. Cause it was like, like I said, like I I've last night was the most money I've ever made of merch sales. And then like hearing that pop from everybody in the crowd was uh, seeing me in my in my gear, seeing me return into the battle royal. I mean, it was just, it was awesome. Like I like the whole time when they when the uh, the timer was counting down, you know, ten, nine, eight. Like I was just, I was kind of kneeling down, kind of like this, just being thankful and everything, and just living in that moment as long as I could before that went down to one and then, and then I had to go out that curtain and it was just, <laughs> yep, <laughs> exactly. That's what I should have played after, after one.
1: <laughs>
0: Jimmy smooth. Okay. We got, we got Johnny cats new entrance music.
1: <laughs>
0: in just in case you didn't hear it. it's this. Yep. <laughs> anyway, no, but it was, it's nice to see you guys. It was, it was nice to, That was awesome. So, um, man, you almost—I almost wanted to say that. that I'll save that. Um, Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair defeated Damage Control.
1: Yeah. Explain to me why Bianca Belair's relevant. (laughs) I don't know. I just don't. I'm gonna catch heat for this
0: too. I'm gonna catch heat. I, I caught heat last time. I said this. Explain to me why Charlotte Flair is relevant. Oh, I. I'm just saying she's amazing. She's done enough.
1: She, she's Not until s- she beats her father's record. <laughs> <laughs> ah.
0: Okay, WWE, get it over with, please.
1: <laughs> Don't you know this is the year to break records? Gunther, Intercontinental title, right, right. Roman Reigns, you know, everybody.
2: Speaking, yeah. Speaking of breaking records, did you guys hear about Charlotte And Andrade breaking up? Mm -mm. No. Does Andrade
1: said she messed up all's relationships? Is it
2: because (laughs) she
1: couldn't see it? She couldn't see him. Yeah. 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 No, I'm just messing But you're really going nuts with that little
0: side. But uh, damage control. When are we gonna give Bailey the push that she deserves? That's what i got
1: to say. I don't know. What, uh, is it was is like the so, other girl still... It's uh, not EO Sky, but the other one. She's still injured? I think so, yes. Okay. Maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe. Um,
0: but you push her to the moon, you make this big return at WrestleMania, and then nothing.
1: Yeah, it's it's really weird. Since Triple H took over, you don't see as much of that. Right, so it's really s- weird to see it happen to Bailey, especially considering she kind of carried the women's division during COVID.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and then we bring the OC versus the street Profits. but mind you, I they're for being big like they are, they can fly. Yeah. They're incredible. They're they're they are incredible. They they are good at what they do. So,
1: I uh, I, I hate how it seems like the street profits in the OC. We didn't see either one forever, right. but when we do see the OC, it just seems like it's they're there to put somebody else over. Right. They never feel like a credible challenger anymore. No,
0: no, they're there to put people over. I mean, that's I mean, sadly, that's not what AJ Styles is, is anymore. Yeah. Um, and I hope that. That's what the Miz will do to even put LA Knight over more. I mean, that's a great opponent for LA Knight to have the Miz as an opponent because that the Miz could, could, uh wrestle that guitar behind you and make that guitar look better than it is on the wall.
1: Yeah, right. And I was going to also mention uh, this when we mentioned him earlier. Uh, the Miz is one of the guys that can go toe-to-toe on the mic with LA Knight. Yes. The absolutely. guys have been putting him against, you know, no no offense to Bray Wyatt or anything. But, you know, he was kind of burying Bray's gimmick every time he'd cut a promo yeah. and Bray had nothing to say back. You know, we saw it, you know, with uh, what the heck is the name of that music group that comes out and wrestles? You'd bury them. You, you know what I'm talking about. There's one yeah. like woman, two guys. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
1: I can't think of the name of the group now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but like he was burying everybody, so at least now maybe we get some good mic work between him and somebody. Right. No, that they're,
0: they're both phenomenal on the mic. They're they are they are. I just hope they don't push La Knight to the moon and then do nothing.
2: Yeah, they, it seems like back. they do that a lot, yeah. like rec- especially recently. Yeah, absolutely. and that's not just and that's not just in WWE, but in AEW as well. Yeah. I mean, look at Wardlow. Look how hot he was. And then just nothing. Same with Darby Allen. Darby Allen was hot, and then nothing. nothing. Well,
1: the weird thing I, I find about Wardlow is they had him just destroy MJF. Now look at the way they're like the storyline is. MJF's the man. What happened to Wardlow? right? You know
0: so let's talk about that. MJF and um Adam Cole. Together as a tag team,
1: I find that super interesting. I, I'm not gonna lie;
0: <laughs> it's gonna be it is interesting. Um, they cut promos like no other. Yeah, I mean, both of them on the mic in the ring at the same time. It's just watch out, you know, because it's just it's gonna be that good. So, absolutely, uh,
1: yeah, I really feel like uh, it, it's gonna help both their careers in the long run doing this. Oh yeah.
0: Yep, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, But no, the end of show of SmackDown, you seen Edge beat Sheamus. Sheamus looked like he was gonna hit Edge with that stick, and Edge turned around, and Sheamus was like, "Nah, here you go," and gave that stick, gave his uh, what do you call it that um, walking stick that Sheamus comes out with. Oh,
1: the sh- the
0: yeah. So they give that to him, and um. It was nice watching uh, Edge do his thing out in the, with the crowd, talking to the crowd, and I think a couple of guys, Kevin Owens, I think Sami Zayn came out at the end of the footage after the show went off the air, and they you know did what they did. He went out in the crowd, gave his wife a hug and his kid a hug, whatever, whatever. And in the meantime, you see Seamus in the back, sitting in a chair, right, right through the ring, right through the um, curtain, just waiting to give Edge the respect that Edge deserves. And that's brotherhood, in my yeah.
1: Opinion. I mean, you know. Well, that answers your question. Does it exist in yeah. the bigger companies? Obviously.
0: Yeah, that's so important. I, in my opinion, from a, as a fan standpoint, it, um, you know, I even, I even, you know, it. I'm going to get emotional here, but uh, in the podcast business that I, I don't even like a, in my hobby in the podcast that that we that we do together, um. There's a handful of people. I mean, there's Johnny Cass, There's Sin on this show. You know, there's my brother on my Friday show. There's Rick, Rick, Rico, my um, uh, my son's father-in-law. So we're like, I don't know what you call two fathers that are have the same grandbabies. But <laughs> anyway, Rico, George, um, all those guys, all you guys, um, are like brothers to me and brotherhood. You know, and I, I love seeing you guys on a, on a, on a weekly basis, you know, I'm, you know, and I'll be honest, my wife and I, uh, was telling Sinus, you know, we were dealing with the loss of my son, you know, you could say it's 24 years ago or 27 years ago, but it still affects you, you know? And, um, you know, so when I have brothers that I can just bounce stuff off of and I can talk wrestling to that it allows me to escape reality for, for 48 and 50 minutes. We talk at night on a Sunday night, you guys, Do so much for me that you don't even have a clue. Well,
1: I'll tell you what, you, you, I look forward to meeting you in person one of these days. Hopefully, (laughs) you make it to Illinois, make it to a show or somewhere where I am. I just want to meet you face to face just once. It's got to happen once.
0: All right. But it happened once. (laughs) I've got it. We're going to, you're going to have to be the same place, Johnny. So,
2: yeah, definitely.
0: Oh, June. I'm in June. Here we go. In June, I'm Jacksonville. There's a um, WrestleCon. Um, River City WrestleCon, I got a merch, I got a vendor table there for Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast.
1: Ooh. nice! Mean you, you're making the big bucks. That means you can fly us in to be at the table, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll be the pro, I'll be the promoter, and I'll have people come and sign autographs for twenty five bucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who the heck is this guy? Well, he wrestles, you know, in, in well, west. No. Yeah. But no, I
0: mean, I really, seriously, I, I I'm excited about that opportunity, and I'm excited to meet you guys sometime soon. Um, I don't know how close you guys are to, Indian, to Indianapolis, but in um, December, I'm going to be in Indianapolis.
1: I might be able to meet. Where, where are you going? What are you going there for? If you don't mind, to me see
0: my sister, um, and brother-in-law. They live in Anderson, Indiana, and um, that's my wife's um sister. And we're going to be uh, they're living in Anderson, so that's like 45 minutes from um Indianapolis.
1: Yeah, that's not too far away from where we run shows. If you want to come in for one, or maybe I can make it out there just to see you, you know. All right, yeah,
0: December, man. I'll let you know the dates. Awesome. So let's talk about the hug, the hug (laughs) in the ring, the hug at the event. I know that there was a faction, I believe. Uh, at another, sh- another promotion that doesn't exist anymore that we don't, or that we don't talk about anymore,
1: in the northern um, points. In
0: the northern points, um, <laughs> Johnny. Yep. This is for you. This is questions for you. Did you feel the invitation to
2: reunite
0: the syndicate?
2: I'll I I, I I'll say this. It was there. I felt it. Um, where it goes from there is completely completely up to fate, I yeah. believe.
1: Yeah, oddly. Oddly, I don't know how much of a choice we have in that decision. But uh,
0: well, I, I, heard, I would like
1: to work with Johnny in the future.
0: I heard. About a double suplex, <laughs> and the guy above you—I mean, I don't know—he might correct me if I'm wrong. The guy above you said he took the left side because that's the hardest side, because that's the wrong side.
1: Right side.
0: Right side, because that's the wrong side, and gave you the left side. I didn't—he didn't, didn't say it's because it's easier to do the left side, but guess he did say it was easier to do the left side. But that's, <laughs> you guys pulled off a double suplex.
2: Yep,
0: run that by, run that, run through that and tell me about
2: that. Uh, well, it, it just kind of happened out of nowhere. Cause like when I, when I, I came back for a purpose, I came back with, with intentions and I wanted to prove why I deserve to be an MCW and why I deserve to be something more than what I was at the Northern point. And, uh, I, I'm, I came into this business to make money and to win championships. And I'm done screwing around. I'm I'm done. Um, I want to be entertaining, but I don't want to be a comedian at the same time. If that makes sense. Um, I want to win championships. I want to, Climb the ladder to success. I want to be very as, as I want to be as successful as I can be, as I can make Johnny Cass out to be, which I know I can, and I know it's in there, and I know it's within me, and all I needed is that one opportunity. And uh, being in the Rumble, especially with having sin there, I mean that made it a plus. And um, I wanted to make it known why I was there, and I did. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I hear, "Hey Johnny, Johnny." I look over and there's Sin. He's like, "Let's pick him up and give him a double suplex." <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. Why not? <laughs> so that that uh, that was, you know what? That was a special moment for me too. Because, like I said, four months being away from everybody, and then being able to just for that moment in time work with Sin again, it, it just it felt so great. It felt Gratifying to the point where the same sensation I know it's gonna sound weird probably to some people, but the same sensation you get after sex, yeah. like grat it was that gratifying to me. I feel and so it was like
1: why because of this? Yep. <laughs> you know you managed to take a, a special moment and make it dirty, Johnny. Uh,
2: hey, that's me, that's me. <laughs> City. There you, you go. The
1: it's, it's you great. feel the same way? <laughs> I, I don't know about sex, but it, it was pretty gratifying. Yeah. Because I look Until, at sex differently than most guys because I'm married. When you're married, sex brings on a whole new yes. group of emotions.
2: I mean, and I, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, that that kind of like boosted my, my, uh, my energy level and uh, my in-ring uh, confidence, ability to the point where as soon as I seen Jimmy Jack Daniels coming out uh, when his number was called, like I was ready for him. I was like straight up uh, me and fucking. I felt like me and Sin could fucking take him on and take him down with this big, big of a guy that he is. But he, he, he was. I've got a lot of work to do. Let's
1: just say that. Jimmy Jack? Yeah. Jim, Jimmy Jack won the Royal.
0: Jimmy Jack won the Royal Rumble. Uh, Jimmy yeah. Jack, I think I just heard Johnny Cash challenge you. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> That's what I think you said. I think you said that um, he wants more of you. So,
1: By the way, Johnny, you helped me without even realizing it. When you did get eliminated, it caused Tyler Antoine to celebrate a little bit, which gave me a chance to get up behind him and throw him out. So I noticed.
2: Me. I noticed. Shortly after he he knocked me out of the ring, uh, I saw him tumble over the ropes too. No, so that was me.
0: <laughs> so Johnny, so Johnny, you helped Sin from the syndicate because I know that's where your mind was, your heart was. Yeah, helping a former syndicate member. Now, how does it feel to make to hear a guy say he took advantage of your being tossed out of the ring?
2: As long as it benefited us, that uh, that's all that matters.
0: That's a good way to look at it. I, I, a lot of people would look at it as like, oh, okay, Cinden couldn't handle me, and he had to take – when I was out of the ring, I he got his chance to eliminate the guy that eliminated you, so.
1: No, if I could have stopped him from being eliminated, I would have. Uh, I'll get out some more. Mar- and get there.
0: So you can hug it out
1: some more? Hey man, I'd be happy to hug it out and then go. Hey, do you mind going over the top rope so I win this thing? If we're the last two, I'm cool with that.
0: So, Jimmy or so Johnny. So if he said to you, "Hey, let's limit this guy so I can win this the Battle Royal," if you were in the ring last with Sin,
1: I would expect him to fight me
0: (laughs) on your first appearance at MCW. And he says, "Hey, hey Johnny, let me win this." What are you gonna say?
2: Uh, I I probably would. I honestly probably would. Just like you said in the beginning of this show, when it started, you never know like when your last year or your last match is going to be. And him being, I'm not trying to knock on your age or anything, but being up there a little bit, you know, I, I kind of uh, would want to give him that, that shine um, due to the fact that when I, Was with the syndicate originally, Uh, one of the most important things that they taught me, including sin, was that pain is the best teacher and he couldn't be more right.
0: So we got a fan job. Johnny, of course, Miss Gina says you are the next heavyweight champ of MCW Illinois. That's pretty bold. bold statement.
2: That is the fact.
0: So Johnny Cash, with this statement being said, we're wrapping up the show here. Johnny Cass, do you believe people don't take you serious enough because you have a gaming championship belt? Or and are you on a path to prove people that that gaming championship means the world to you? And if so, what kind of words do you have to say to the MCW heavyweight champion that is current? If there is a current champion,
2: uh, as far as I know, there is no current champion as of right now. Um, when it comes to my, uh, Midwest gaming classic championship, um, it, to me, it's more than just a, a belt or a gimmick or whatever they want to call it. Um, because that actually is a part of, uh, me personally and me as a character, um, that gave me, uh, meaning to my, more meaning to my life after I, uh, was diagnosed with cancer back in 2016 and overcoming it in 2017 Um, because I was at a point in my life where I didn't know where I was going or what I was doing. And I slowly started building myself back up to uh, recovery and uh, getting back into work full-time and also working out as well. And the opportunity just happened to uh, knock on my door and I kicked it open. Open it up, peaked a little bit, and then I sh- kicked it open. Um, in 2019, up in Milwaukee, and uh, after winning that championship, that was brought down by Ted DiBiase, handed off to um, Dan Lusin, who is the creator of the Midwest Gaming Classic, and he handed off to Eric Bischoff for uh, him to uh, crown the champion um, of that tournament that I was in. And winning that and and just talking with those guys too, uh kind of lit a fire under me and It's like, well, if I've done all this, and I've talked to Eric Bischoff and Ted DiBiase about like you know how I used to watch them when I was younger and a little bit about the business and what age do they think uh uh you should be when you start out, and um with the age being you know as long as your body can take the the brunt of uh, the impact or, or damage or whatever that it is that we go through, uh, which is pretty much everything um, to go for it. And that's exactly what I did. And I wanted to, I was like, well, some, I did something in the gaming world. Now I got to do something in the wrestling world. And on that night, Johnny Cass was born in 2019. I just had to figure everything out for myself on how to, to be presented in the right way. And I'm still figuring that out. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of working on it as I go. Um, and that's why I'm trying to, uh, tell these people that are saying that the belt has zero validity anywhere or on anybody. And to me, that's what it pretty much means to me is that it's about that belt's about overcoming any type of obstacle in your life. It's about um, dreaming big and uh, never stop dreaming because dreams do come true as long as you continue to pursue them. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. I appreciate that because um, I do implement that kind of factor in this podcast. You know, and um, you know, you, you push, you grind, you keep the work, you go, you go, you go, you go, you go. And if I would have stopped six months ago and not even met you guys and started the show with you guys. I would. Well, we wouldn't be here where we are today, you know. Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast has a pro wrestling t shirt store. We're on a we're on a new network called WSBN TV um, Sports Network. We're all over the place, and it's because of guys like you that joined the team of me and uh, my brother to produce the podcast. So I thank you for that. That's great. That I love hearing that. So to end the show, I'm going to give. It's going to be weird. We're going to do it differently. Um, to end the show. I want to give you both. A minute to I don't want to say cut a promo, but isk, but tell the people in MCW or wherever you're going
1: what to look out for. And I'll let Sing go first. Um, uh, high quality matches that's my main focus. Uh, as we discussed earlier, I don't, uh, and Johnny even said, with the high impacts we have, you don't know how many more matches you have than yet. Um, me, I'm focusing on my body. Uh, I, I'm focusing on my stamina, and uh, I think that will equate to just better and better matches for me. I want to go out at a quality that I came in on. Um, that is really my focus, my goal. Um, winning some more championships wouldn't mind that either. Uh, and I'm just loving every minute I have with the fans. I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm really enjoying seeing the fans.
0: Johnny,
2: let everybody have it. Um, Everybody in MCW should honestly be on the lookout for Johnny Cass because I'm coming there with intent. I'm coming there as serious as ever. I'm going to treat every single match, mark my words, like it's my last match from now on, from here on out. I'm going to give it everything I've got. I don't care if I get injured during the match. If I do, oh well, I'll suck it up. I'll I'll rehab my injuries and come back even stronger. Um, I will be um, I will be some type of champion within MCW as well. Uh, sooner or later, I will be coming for a title belt.
0: Joey Notch in your future?
2: Um, I I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a while. I haven't seen him in a while either.
0: When is the <laughs> next uh, Midwest Gaming Champion tournament? When do you defend that, that next?
2: Uh, that That's in April. I April. believe April 4th to the 6th.
0: Okay. Awesome. So, again, it's this huge pop wrestling podcast. This is uh, Extreme um, Power Hour Wrestling with uh, my boy, Sid, and um, Mr. John Cena. It's the franchise. will That's Johnny Cast on Mr. No Show. I appreciate you guys coming back on the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. Um, You guys are amazing people. Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Fans, check us out on our local social media platforms. Follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go check out ProWrestlingTees.com, Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. Get yourself some t-shirts. That's uh, the signal, the, the little logo up here, the HPWP. Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast for Life is one of the T-shirts that's available. Check out—I'm um, sure Johnny Cass has a store on ProWrestlingTees.com. Yep. I'm out. And do you have any merch anywhere?
1: Uh, I'm actually working on getting more merch right now because I've sold out most of it.
0: So let's let's look forward, to everybody. Um, my guys on the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast, guys, thank you so much. I'm going to cut a song and then I'll meet you in the lobby.
2: EXTREME CHAMPIONSHIP World.